So, you know, we're focusing on larger metro areas. Um, so that's Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Jose, Las Vegas, Denver. And those are, uh, you know, that'll keep us busy for a little while. Um, we have a couple of binding LOIs in place. Um, that I can't exactly say which ones yet or the exact locations, but uh, that's Los Angeles and Las Vegas to start. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this month's Cannabis Dispensary Spotlight Series with Paul Henderson, the president of High Times. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great to be here. High Times is the most iconic cannabis brand. No other cannabis brand has name recognition even close. It's well-deserved. I, th- I think it's, what, 45 years that you guys have, at one point, the only voice in this cannabis world and you know it's like i said it's very well deserved and now it's time i guess for paul you're going to take all that brand loyalty and a high times cannabis dispensary change just seems like a natural extension yeah it really is the 45 years has been an incredible run i'm new to the company and so i've been taking a look back through history at some of the magazines and stories that have been covered it's just been fascinating to see that for a long time i was the only voice you know the counterculture in uh, kind of the push for legalizations. To see ourselves here right now, it's, it's pretty incredible. And you know what we've done over those 45 years is connect consumers with brands. And through the media, through events, through some licensing. So when we talk about retail and dispensaries, it's really a natural extension to what we do. We're connecting the consumers with brands. Now it's just in a retail environment. So this is a major shift for us, You know, moving into the plant touching arena. There's no question about it, but it really is, is a perfect extension for what we've always done. Oh, for sure. And if, like if I was you know, walking down the street and there was two dispensaries on the street and one of them said high times, I would feel like I already knew what I was getting when I walked in. It's such a valuable asset. And it's, it's just great that you're finally starting to take advantage of, of the strength of that asset. Tell us about the locations. We are working on a handful of different locations right now. Our first moves will actually be acquisitions. You know, we're focusing on larger metro areas, Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Jose, Las Vegas, Denver. That'll keep us busy for a little while. We have a couple of binding LOIs in place. That's Los Angeles and Las Vegas to start. Okay. Wow. Like I said, you you walk down the street and you see high times and you're like, I know the I know this brand. I know this brand. And and what I think is really cool is that gives you a platform to brand a lot of other goods that you will find within the dispensary. There's so many opportunities there, and I'm, I suspect that's probably next. Yeah, we're working on really increasing the visibility around merchandise and everything from glassware to rolling papers with the High Times name. You know, there's things that we'll do for ourselves that we've always kind of done at events, 
but we'll have that in in store. Um, but we're also going to kick up a large licensing business where we're working with some very large licensees, where you'll end up seeing High Times merchandise clothing in places like Hot Topic in the mall. Okay. We, we see the brand, you know, moving way beyond kind of just the, the cannabis consumer and, and much more kind of mainstream outlets. And in fact, we are even working on opening up a merchandise only store on Abbott Kenny in Venice, California. And so no cannabis sales there, but just T-shirts and oh, yeah. tank tops and jackets and, and all that. So we think that's going to be very cool. Somebody's from the Midwest, they go out to California on vacation and they come back with a High Times T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah, even there, I think we're, we're going to do, you know, High Times Venice, where it's only, you can only find that merchandise in that store, right? So a little bit kind of like Hard Rock Cafe, if you will. Yeah. We're really trying to take a few pages out of different playbooks. Um, this isn't rocket science here, but we're really just trying to push the brand a little bit further than it's been before. It's exciting that, that you're moving forward with that. Now, let's switch gears. Last year, I think it was last year, you guys took a different approach to raising money. I know to a lot of people it was confusing. We talked about it on the show once, but it turned out to really be effective for you. Maybe you can explain to our listeners what you guys did and you know how you move forward with that. Yeah, High Times received approval from the SEC to do a Reg A plus offering. It's called a mini IPO. It's really just the SEC's version of crowdsourcing. We saw the opportunity to really just go to our enthusiasts, our readers, you know, our fans, and allow them to invest into High Times still as a private company for as little as $99. So it was $11 a share, so nine shares could own, you could purchase right there on hightimesinvestor.com with your credit card. Very simple process, at least from what we understand is the most successful reggae plus offering to date. We've raised just shy of $20 million. Uh, people did think it was crazy. People thought it maybe was a little bit lowbrow. Created this incredible connection now with our fan that now 23,000 people own shares in high times. We are in 2020 looking forward to a public listing on the OTC QX um, exchange. When we do get listed, our fans will be the first ones to be rewarded. That's so cool. I mean, it's so much better than just being a reader of the magazine. Now you actually own a piece of the magazine and it's such a small investment <laughs> to say that I own a piece of high times. Kind of, It could be like a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's pretty cool. It's hard to have companies that are, you know, have been 45 years private, almost all of those years family owned, you know, and still be intact like this and never take any capital before. You know, last year was the first time high times has ever taken outside capital <laughs> um, and that was directly from its fans right i want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors we'll continue to grow our retail footprint here in bc and then we're going to be announcing some exciting partnerships that will take bourbon to the u.s and potentially into ontario can't say too much more on that right now we basically wanted to take bc bud package it up for global export and, and sort of represent that bc culture wherever we take we're doing our best to try and position ourselves that way tune in on sunday to hear the next episode of the biotrack cannabis dispensary spotlight series with john k from burb dispensary and now let's get back to today's show you know i suspect a lot of cannabis dispensaries that are listening to the show may be thinking to themselves, 
this might be a good opportunity for us to partner up with High Times. And in the acquisition strategy or the licensing strategy, all those opportunities are available right now. There's really nothing's off the table as far as expansion goes. Yeah, that's exactly correct. But while we are looking at acquisition of dispensaries in what I'm calling our corporate-owned stores, we are also currently working on an entire franchising program. And so if you call it franchise or licensing, there are some nuances, but for the retail dispensaries, we really want to make sure we don't run afoul of franchising laws. And so we are spending a lot of time focusing on if you're an existing store and you don't want to sell your shop or you don't want to sell to high times, but you would love to be part of this network and receive all the benefit of the name and the marketing power, you know, we are kicking off this project where you'll be able to use our name and uh, rebrand your store high times to look like every other corporate owned and franchise store. I haven't even really announced this yet, but uh, the word has been getting out and uh, we're probably talking to 30 different stores. Many of those are, you know, one owner, five shops type situations, and they can see the writing on the wall and they love to align with us. And so we plan on coming out of the gate pretty strong with this. That's the game changer. If you can put together a national franchise, definitely be a game That's changer. That's the plan. That <laughs> so, is... you know, we, we envision in the not too distant future to be able to go to hightimes.com and look at the map. And, you know, some of the stores will be ours that we own and operate, but most of them will be franchisees scattered across the U.S. While there are some store owners where they can convert their name, we also see just this incredible opportunity from places like Illinois and Maryland, some of these newer states that somebody wins a license, but they just kind of are going to make up a name. But instead of just making up a name, they just go ahead and move straight into a franchise model and brand their store and open it from day one as high times. And so those are a lot of conversations we're having as well. We think that this will go pretty rapidly and we'll probably get to a hundred stores could be, you know, less than 12 months. Yeah. And having that back office as a retailer, you have the back office that handles compliance and and all the things that you don't want to deal with. It's it's well worth it. Whatever the cost is to be a franchisee, it's well worth the cost. And plus, you know, down the road, if there's if there's an opportunity to roll it up, there's a huge win. Yeah. yeah. You know, we intend on having a shared services model where, you know, not just the marketing, which is traditional franchising to share the burden across all, all franchisees, but you know, everything else from finance to compliance and all the things, you know, you just mentioned HR, where we can chip in from a centralized location and help our franchisees. We've been speaking with Paul Henderson, the president of High Times, and you can find all of their information in the show notes and on mjbulls.com. Paul, I'm going to have to have you back on the show again because I have a feeling the story is just going to continue. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for, being on, yeah, thanks for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst, and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at the Talking Hedge. 
podcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.